Hey guys, welcome to the episode. Today is a jam-packed episode for you all. We got to speak about self-belief, mental toughness, how our self-development journey started. We got to talk about the best books, podcasts, and things we listened to in 2021. We got to answer some of your questions as well. A lot of you guys have been putting in comments about Ali being a bit more reserved, coming out of his shell, you know, learning languages and stuff like that. We answered them all. We hope you guys enjoy. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. He's um. You know that I like when I see sometimes like people um. You see them hit good numbers and stuff. You're like, damn. But then you train with some people. Yep. They look good. And then it's like, they can't lift as much. Mm. But then you're like, and then you lift with them and you're like, like, I'm stronger than you. You know, it's like, but then you go lift with someone else who actually trains hard. Yep. They lift more than you. It's like, you kind of always try to be the weakest person in the group. And it kind of mm. just keeps pushing you up. If you're the strongest, you're going to kind of plateau. True. But then true. it's like, okay, boom, you keep training with p- different people. They're like, damn, these guys are beasts. you got to be selective with who you... I, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. like, I don't know, in the gym, I'm pretty selective with who I train with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you get hit up and say, hey, let's go train in the gym. Because sometimes, bro, like, you know how you got a mindset where like all of us were pretty similar in the gym yeah. in the sense that we would want to go bang out a workout yeah. and try like hitting some nice numbers or just at least getting that like that nice dopamine hit yeah. after yeah. the gym. But there's some people that just want to, they go for just getting the reps and all that kind of stuff. So you got to be pretty selective with um, who you go in the gym with yeah. sometimes as well. Because some people don't have that same, that, that, that mentality. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, folks, us today, when we were hitting the, our session this morning, mm. and we are hitting, like, we are going up, up. Bro, the, that G-up feeling that I was getting. Did fuck. I actually G-up? Did yeah. I actually G-up? Yeah. Bro, when I hit that, when I hit my PB that I was aiming to do, mind you, like, because mm. I had it in my mind, I didn't know when I was going to hit it, mm-hmm. because I was taking it seriously in the sense <laughs> that it's just not to add another weight. Because there's a big difference between ego lifting mm. and actually you versus you. Because yeah. when you're ego lifting, it's you're first thing, the person who's got like the highest number, I don't know, amount of weights in the gym or your mate that's obviously mm. lifting high, um, heavier than you. But when it's you versus you, you know you've got to set up plan and you know when you're ready for that. And when you finally reach that, knowing where you, bro, I called Walid on the drive home. To yeah. tell him to no, I didn't, t- like not to tell him like, hey, I hit that, um, mm. what's called, that weight. But I told him, hey, bro, I got a quick question, yeah? When we started first, because me and him started training about a year ago, roughly mm. at the start. And I said, Are you lifting the same? I used to think Walid was lifting more than me. He told me, no, I was lifting more than him. Okay. But in my head, I always thought Walid was always about five kilos, so five on each side, yeah. more than mm. me. So I called Walid and I said to him, hey, yo, Walid, um, what was I hitting? And he goes, oh, you were hitting that much. And I go, was I hitting more than you? You were hitting more than uh, He goes, no, nah, you were hitting more than me. Okay. I said, bro, guess what I hit today? And I told him. And he goes, nah, no way. Mm. And I said, nah, because you should have seen it as well. Like I was hitting it on top of the fact that, and mind you, this is all the dopamine after of the Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I was hitting that and it was like a full working set. It wasn't just like, hey, I lifted that today. Mm. Mm. And he goes, yeah, bro, well, well like you can hit this going forward. And I'm just like, it's it's like, mm. yeah, well, like that. And that. honestly, you didn't, uh, from what I saw, you didn't struggle that much, bro. Yeah, yeah. You hit it nicely, man. Other than so the, I can the see hips. like the potential, bro. Unlimited yeah. right now. Nah, 100%. Other than the hips, and that's where I got to work on strengthening the hips the whole idea of like squats helping your bench yeah you know because i think mm-hmm. i can probably hit 10 times more if i bloody hell work on this yeah it's a it's a thing you just gotta keep training it no, you know 100%. but that's why you train with people that kind of lift you up you know that's why like ali and i yeah. if you kind of like at the same level and we push each other it's like okay hectic mm. you get that you know and also i should going back to like the whole the early days of pushing each other and stuff like you know the reference when he was making towards like the Bunnings beanie and all that oh kind of yeah stuff. the push-ups yeah. that was the first workout we ever hit together yeah was that the first first <laughs> yeah first workout yeah. oh bro yeah. it, was just like, it was like reminiscent of that time and mind you me and Ashraf were always trying to one-up each other at that time mm. I don't, you can admit yeah, to that yeah 100%, 100%, 100%. yeah 100%. Interesting, interesting we're doing different okay. type of workouts Kazi I'm telling you I think by the last workout we were doing 
Like I didn't even have any muscle left in me like mm. in order to lift myself. Mm. You know how like we're struggling with the push-ups and we're just going to failure? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I was like, how far can this guy go, bro? Yeah. And it's like, but it's nice having that, you know? And the good thing about it is it's also good to have people of a similar mindset on that like, that mental toughness journey. Mm. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Because you sort of attract that. I think that's one thing that brings all of us boys together. What you know? Was that your first year uni, by the way? 2018? 2018. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it was 2018 Ramadan. So it was about May. That was the first time we hit a workout together. Context, it was a 1 a.m. session as well. Was it? What? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing at 1 a.m.? Because yeah. Ramadan, you stay up yeah, and stuff. Yeah, late. And yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So we're hitting a session and we're, try we're doing like, the only video we have is we did like incline bench yeah. and then flies and then push-ups. Push-ups, yeah. Three in a row, hard. Mm. And we're hitting failure and we keep pushing. And it's like, it was that thing where we kind of learned that you have to keep pushing in the gym. Like mm. Even winding up, winding up each other, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because we kind of just kept pushing, like, you know, we weren't injuring ourselves. It wasn't to that extreme. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like there's you can train harder in the gym. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the whole idea of, like, even when David Goggins speaks about it in, the, in, in his books, like, um, Can't Hurt Me, the whole thing about callousing your mind. Mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, like, when you're on a journey with friends, like, it's easier. Friends help in the sense mm. that, like, you see them doing well. And it's like you take mm. that competitive advantage and you go, okay, if he can do it, then I can do it type of yeah. thing. Mm. You know, but with the callousing your mind, yeah, then there's you as well. Because when it's just you versus you, it's like it's that mental barrier. Mm. It's, it's just... Because at the end of the day, like, like you said, your friends are there, but you're the one lifting the weight. Yeah. You know yeah. your limit. You know what, like, your mind's trying to fight against you as well and, you, you know, mm. your comfort and all that. Yeah. You've got to push yourself no matter how much support you're getting on the outside. A hundred percent. It's not easy. Easier it's, than done. It's like Sharky when you listen to him talk in that video and he's saying going to the gym and callousing my mind, becoming more disciplined in the gym, helped me in every other area in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's all the gym was. Like, if I can be strong and push myself mentally in the gym, other areas of life become so easy to push myself. Or I'm feeling like I don't want to do an assessment. Because mm. the way you just push yourself in the gym when you hit failure, it's like, yeah. why can't I sit at my desk and type 100 words? Yeah. And it's like, it made life so much easier early on. Yeah, because 100%. if you're disciplined there, but a lot of times when you don't take gym that serious, yeah. you're not you're not improving like your, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a muscle. The mental yeah. strength to push yourself when you're uncomfortable. Mm. And that just helps in every other area. and just gets stronger and stronger. Yeah, and gym also is like one aspect of your life. You know, yeah. I mean, it's mm. an easy example to, because it's like, it's an evident, what do you call it, a form of stress. You mm. know what I mean? You go in there, put stress on your body to grow and then yeah. like go back and forth and do the same thing over again. And sometimes not many people want to do that. Mm. But can I ask you guys, why do you go to the gym? That's probably a good question. Initially, it was for soccer. Mm -hmm. Like, as in, it was always, like, purely soccer. Okay, I have to do this because, you know, prevent injuries or, like, yep. get stronger and stuff. But now I'm starting to, like, reshape my identity at the gym and why I'm doing it. Gotcha. Yes, it's for soccer, but that's not the primary um, mm -hmm. reason to it. So now it's all about, like, actually just pushing that threshold. Mm -hmm. like yeah. mental threshold. Yeah. And it was, like, honestly, I could say it was like that, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, I have to, you know, I have to go because i got training Tuesday, Thursday, so I have to go gym just to fill it in. Yeah. Mm. You know, just rock up. But now it's like, nah, this is me against me. Like, type of thing. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually having to put in the effort to see the result. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah when I was think. the first time you went gym? I went early because... Five star? Like, when you used to go to five star? Like was yeah, but like, Cedar Day's like, what... So you know, year 11. Okay. So, so what, 17, 16? 16, bro. So first I time you yeah, started? Yeah, I started going gym and that. So On your ones? No, so like they take us through gym sessions mm. at Cedar. Yep. And they'll show us like exercise to do and obviously then we get opportunities to work out some weeks and yep. all that like with the other soccer training and stuff. So then I started to go five-star gym mm. with some of the boys like after school, before soccer training and stuff. 
Okay. But it was all. It was never like pushing my threshold. Mm. It was just like mm. rocking up, doing the numbers, you so know, these doing these the reps. Like eleven and twelve. Yeah, early, bro. I okay. started early, man. Like, Damn it. but it was mm. never really. Yeah, like I said, mm. like taking it to the next level. Because okay. that mental toughness was never in me. Mm. I don't know if you've no, you noticed, but like my soccer seasons, me as a player, I have the ability. It's there. I know what to do. Yeah. But the mental toughness, like it didn't exist. Yeah. And it's something I had to develop, or like kind of learn the hard way, I guess. Mm. That's true. So it's like I don't know, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys start that early or? I like for example with the topic of gym. I never really went um, gym before Jordan. Oh that yeah, that's time. right. So yeah, Ali yeah, took yeah. me gym the first I did, time. Yeah. That's why I want to ask. I was going to ask you. Did, oh, did, yeah. he, did he do the older brother thing where he showed you the ropes? Yeah, literally. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I remember that because you you left after you twelve. Yeah. Jordan. So year twelve, I was trying to push him. Like, come on, man! Like, you should go to the gym. I don't know his real reasons why I didn't. But maybe you wanted just like, you know, no external like pressure or people even questioning, you know, oh, you go to the gym, like yeah. kind of no. And you want to do it in your own time. I didn't even, like, I don't remember pace. you going gym and saying like, hey, let's go. Yeah, see. Because you probably went after school with your mates. Mm. So how am I going to get there when I went to school by bus? Mm. So I'd come home, I'd play soccer, I would go to work. And I tried to work a lot in year 12, yeah. like as much as I could. I was doing like two, yeah, three jobs, save for Jordan. Okay. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. Just like save as much as I could, you know. And I don't remember gym being an option. Mm-hmm. Until we went to Jordan Yeah I didn't really encourage it Because I was just doing it Because I felt like I had to It wasn't really like mm. a hobby Yeah So yeah it's a very interesting thing And then yeah Jordan was the first time I was taking you Do you remember when I th- I remember the first time When I didn't want to go But do you remember like Why you wanted to take me See how you said like soccer In Jordan you know You were playing soccer like I That's just what I'm trying to think I like just knew busy. Yeah Like Like it's, it sounds weird But I, I have like a good strength base Like from a young age Starting so early mm-hmm. Gym yeah. And I could see that, like, that's something you could work on with your soccer ability. Mm. Your soccer ability, obviously, it was clear, mm. like by far. But then skill it's like wise. exactly skill wise. So the strength, the strength, strength aspect was like needed to work on. Mm. So I knew, okay, that will benefit you. Mental as- benefits, I didn't even know that was even a thing to gym. Like yeah. honestly, I just thought, okay, this is part of what you do when playing sports. Yeah. And then I took you. I remember the first day, bro. Like I think we did. We walk there. Probably, yeah. We you probably can't forget your first day. But yeah. like, it was, I so, it was so yeah. hard to push him, bro, because I can't remember if it exactly if it was the first week of going <laughs> to Jordan, but like even just the whole idea of going for the first few sessions, I had to just keep encouraging him, like, let's go, come on, man. Like, let's actually go to the gym. Like, we'll delay it to go later in the so day. So why yeah. didn't he want to go? Was it cold? Obviously, it's his first time. Like, oh, okay, true. something you don't do and you're oh. unfamiliar with, you're just going to keep procrastinating. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, maybe it's just like it's an uncomfortable thing. I, I don't feel that strong, like in myself. True, true, yeah. true. 100%. I was sixty kilos at the time mm-hmm. on the dot, yeah. pretty much. And I remember, like, the first time I benched, I did seven and a half each side. Yeah, that was my strength. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, seven and a half kilos. Yeah, each well, side. Yeah. Considering today, that's <laughs> a that's a <laughs> journey and a half. Yeah, man. But that was the first time I benched. And then I remember, like, Ali got cut on me bad because he <laughs> told me like lift up, and then he couldn't do any more, or like he was. About he was struggling, so I went and grabbed the bar and lifted it yeah, like halfway yeah. through a bench rep. This guy's like, "What are you doing? You can't <laughs> do that! I'm still pushing." <laughs> and then I remember like my brother getting angry at me in the gym. I'm like, "Why is this guy getting angry at me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was funny, you know. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like my first experience, you know. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah, but the thing is with the gym, I maybe because I was so skinny, like I was 60 kilos, I was pretty skinny, yeah. and then I see other people in the gym being <coughs> strong and stuff. But training, like physical exercise, wasn't ne- wasn't new to me. Yeah. Like I think I was. Maybe year eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, year eight. I started going five kilometer runs by myself, mm-hmm. push ups, pull ups, yeah. um, dips, um, core stuff. And Body I was at, wake, uh, yeah, yeah, like I was actually like at a peak fitness pretty level. Yeah. Because you remember Isma? 
yeah. at the time he used to play South Melbourne under 18s. Yeah. So he's under 18s, I'm 14, and he'll tell me, he goes, okay, in the mornings I do this training. Yeah. I, I, I go to his house because I used to go to school with him. And then he goes, oh, I'm eating eggs, cucumbers, olives. I'm on a strict diet. I'm, on this. I'm oh. like, what the hell is, what yeah. is this? You know, yeah. he's like an older brother kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Bismillah, let me start doing it myself yeah. every single day. I remember I, used to, I did the entire Ramadan that year, right before Iftar, I used to go for a half an hour run. Oh. Right before Iftar. I used what to post again? Yeah, eight and nine. Like yeah. at school. And that's what I used to do. And I used to like, I was into like parkour, calisthenics true, and stuff. True. But I was never like into <laughs> gym. And I didn't know Michael the benefit. Parkour, parkour. Parkour. But it's like a normal thing to me, like to train and stuff. Because yeah. mm. I wanted to take soccer serious. Like I went and tried to play NPL and stuff yeah. like that. And then after that, I just stopped. Like I don't know why I stopped. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of like, maybe because I got, maybe started working. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that yeah. was that too. But what was the goal in mind when you were training? It was just to... Probably soccer. I loved soccer. Like that year was, you know, like Hardwick Stars. You won the state championship, stuff like that. And yeah. I wanted to play in You want to make it that's when you're 14. True, true. So I probably just for soccer. Yeah. And then when I actually started gym properly was yeah. like maybe post Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. when we started training with you. Like that's when we really started to actually like know what we're doing. Because in Jordan, there's me and Ali. And we weren't watching YouTube videos. True, true. There's a couple guys in the neighborhood that don't know what they're doing as well. So we're kind of just ahead going. And post-Jordan, yeah. you're at that age where you become an individual. Yeah. You've left school. You've just traveled on your own with your brother yeah. for like a whole, I don't know how long you guys were going for. Was it a year? Yeah. yeah. About a year. Um, and then now you're starting to do different things. You're you're driving a different car back then. I don't, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Allah, <Allah'u laughs> Allah, it was, it was, yeah. it was good days. But then also as well, your circle, as in all the boys that were hanging around with at the time, mm. were all starting to go gym mm. at, at the same time. Mm. But gym was more of a... Like, it, it was like like a level that you had to unlock. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't because everyone wanted to become big or strange. It was just more of a, hey, yeah. I go to the gym type yeah. of thing rather the than, hey, I'm going to try and get The gym helped level. with the mental journey. But I think for me, when I came back from Jordan, I kind of like, because in Jordan, you do so much every single day. You wake yeah. up at the Fajr, you got class, you got Quran, Arabic. There's always something going on and you have to be like making the most of your time. You come back here and you see your friends and they're like, like you're not doing a lot with your time compared to what you're doing back when yeah. you're studying the dean overseas, or st- you know, trying to make the most of your time. It's a very different mindset to here. Mm. So you come and you're like, we're not doing enough here. So we started seeing the mental side of it, where it's like, you don't have to do much to yeah. exceed here. Yeah. Like people back in third world countries, sixteen hour days, like it's nothing. Yeah. Here yeah. I do eight hours and go, but I'm wrecked for the night. True. You true, know what I mean? Like the yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, threshold's different. But I think the it's fine, it's fine. No, no, all okay. fine. Yeah, but I started getting into the mental um, toughness and mental side of journey as soon as I started working with Sam. True, yeah. Because Ali and I came back from Jordan March. Yeah. And then April, uh-huh. first time I got a job after Jordan, I started working till 5 a.m. in the mornings. I remember these days. You're working with Idris with at, the, at this yeah, time too. Yeah, Idris too. And the audible and books and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I used to work with Idris <laughs> and I worked at Woolies and stuff. So I did 5 a.m. every single day and I didn't... I drove, but I didn't have a car yeah. a lot of the time, you know? So Sam used to come pick me up. Yeah. yeah Sam Kikimbo, mm-hmm. he came on the episode. Um, he used to come, he used to wake up at 3.30 yeah. and then do his stuff. He lived like 10 minutes from the airport, Talamoni, where yeah. we used to go. But he used to come to my house, take me. We used to chat every single day. We used to go to work together, chat. So that's where he was doing MMA, doing yeah. uh, BJJ, and he kind of taught me like the important reading books or journaling, you know, that's why mm. I bought my first journal. That's why I first made my first year goals. And he told me books to read. So he kind of really put me in that direction, even podcast. I never listened to podcasts. And then I used to see him go, oh, I wake up at 3.30 and I do my uni work for 45 minutes. Then I come pick you up. We go work five to one. Then I go work from one to five. Then I go BJJ. I'm like, 
I see my mates who I used to be with before yeah, Jordan. Yeah. They're doing nothing. Yeah. This guy's doing so much. Let me match that. So then I'd go, hey, I'd work five to one. I'd go, you need two to six, soccer training, eight to ten. Yeah. And I'd go gym after that. Yeah, guy yeah, videos yeah. were doing that. And I'm like, how did I even used to do that? Mm, Thought of it. Crazy. But Sam kind of taught me that, like, if you want to be successful, you got to be willing to put in the work. And yeah. I used to hear it every single day. And he, he, did, he didn't push it down your throat, did he? It was more of a environmental the thing. The thing is, I wanted it. Because yeah. I came back from Jordan and I want to push myself. And he's like, what did you do today? What are you doing tomorrow? Mm. Did you do this? And then we kind of used to chat. So I was worked there for like five months. And then Ali kind of like was the same thing. Like he got a job at Toll, worked there for a bit. But used to hear the same things. He was mates with Sam. So the same kind of thing. Yeah. But the first time I really switched on with gym and the mental toughness was when I did the 100 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that started at about September. Yeah. So that year it was the like... after Jordan. Pretty much that year. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much like that year was told 5 a.m.s and I kind of learned I got to push myself. So I was pushing myself. In about September, I left and I went to Woolies. Mm -hmm. And that's the day I walked into the get the job, like first day of induction, Idris is there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I didn't know he was there. <laughs> first day, every single shift for the rest yeah. of our job for like 12 months yeah. was together. Yeah, yeah. Same time. So we drive together every yeah. single day. You know, that's why we went overseas. We used to chat. Yeah, exactly. And then... He um, lived around the corner that's why as well. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So then when I started 100 Days, you know Yusuf Muhammad, who got an app? Mm -hmm. He inspired me to do it. The 100 Days, yeah, yeah. Because he made a soccer um, page yeah. where he used to do day one, day yeah. seven, day 45, and he used to post his soccer workouts, mm -hmm. but he did every couple days. So I said, why don't I try 100 Days every single day post? Gym, Islamic books, all that stuff, a bit of mixture. Yeah. And that's where I started putting in the work. Mm. It's like, I have to post a workout for you guys, yeah. and I have to keep pushing. Yeah. Day 23, I was doing this. Let me go do that. And I started training with people and I used to work 6 a.m. So I'd go gym 4.30. Yeah. And it's like... That's when the Malcolm X autobiography came yeah. into place. I remember one day we were at uni, we were chilling or something like that. And I don't think I've seen Ashraf the whole day, but it was like towards the end of the day, we were just quickly linking. I was like, oh, he's at uni, I'm at uni, bet. We're linking. And he goes, bro. He goes, bro, I haven't done a post for today. I haven't yeah. done a post for because I think <laughs> it was like day something or something like that. And I didn't, that was one of the most legendary photos. You know which one it is? When me taking in the... When I'm sitting down reading. Yeah, yeah, your back is to me and then it's like me taking that photo. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite photos. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, that. that's when I realized, oh damn, me and Ashraf like, where this is that's when we started to like, Loki, we had a connection before you that. Yeah. You see the mutual interest. There was like that, that yeah. mutual interest. He would be explaining it to me every single day. And then that's when the whole, the whole uh, <laughs> gym sessions at Iron Kingdom started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where for example, random days, what would happen is like, oh, we'll go to the gym. And then what happened is, bro, wallahi, I'm telling you, I would not be feeling going to the gym in the morning. But because Ashraf was going to the gym and because the gym was closer to my ends than his ends and okay, he had to yeah, drive yeah, down, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd look at his text and I'd be like, ah, I'm hoping he doesn't send me a text. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, hoping, I I'm like, I hope Ashraf doesn't send yeah. me a text. If he sends me a text, then I have to go to the gym. Mm. Yeah, and you you feel like you need to keep up as well with like... A hundred percent. And then that's where we, that, that mm. whole that whole mental toughness mm, started. Yeah. But I was going to say, do you think you like acquire mental toughness or is like a thing you have within you and it just due to certain interactions or opportunities, mm. it just burst out of you? Uh, like with the hard working side of things, I think I've always kind of like had it. Mm -hmm. Like growing up playing sports, you know, my parents kind of taught me that. Yeah. But it's 100% something developed. Like you might have the trait to be hard working, be competitive, yeah. but it's something I kept developing. Like yeah. that 100 days taught me, like those 100 days, I already know. I miss day 50 and 71. Mm. Both days I watched the movies with my mum. Yeah, yeah, I spent time with my mum. Day 15 and 71. That's yeah. the only two days I missed out of the 100. And it taught me like every single day, there's no days off pretty much. Obviously, I missed two. It happens. But Ali would know at 10 p.m., what should I name the post? What should I do the oh, caption? There were so many days. Oh, like yeah. for people to look at 
you know, on the outside the box and see a oh, hundred days, like you know, I could do that. You know, but it's actually yeah. it takes a lot yeah. of effort, not just the post, but actually doing something yeah. every day, like testing yourself. That's yeah. not easy. And you have to make something interesting, like you know. Exactly. So I was nineteen at the time, and I did that, and that kind of gave me the first step to mental toughness. Like that's mm. what introduced me. Like for example, reading. I used to read a lot, podcast, and then two weeks after I do the mental toughness, I tear my ACL. I finish December ten, yeah. Christmas Day, I tear my ACL. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it's like, that, yeah. that was like the big jump to other things, you know? And after that, you had that time where you were alone. Yeah. Like when you were having the surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had a bit of reflection and stuff. Yeah. But how about oh. you guys? When did your mental toughness journey start? What kind of inspired it or? You want to go, Ali? Hit yours. Oh, for me? I was okay. Yeah. Bro, you know the thing is, yeah? Like with Sam, I was working with him as well, like at the same place. when I think when you left, you moved on. I didn't have this, those type of converse. Like, yes, I, I probably... No, actually, I didn't know him that as long as you. But then I never had those converse. So, like, mental toughness wasn't really... No, just personal development, actually, in general. Mm. Was never really something I, I spoke about often. It's something I didn't really have. You're saying about, like, the trainings early on. And I even know when you played soccer, like, on the pitch, there's a clear difference in, like, you and your opponents with, mm. like, you know, taking it to the next level big games, you know, b- being a big player in the big games, I feel like I was the complete opposite, bro. Mm. I remember looking back, yeah. honestly, at some junior games, I'm thinking, crap, we're playing the top team, I don't want to verse them. Mm. Or like, I, want, I just like, oh, like, I don't want to play today, like, I don't feel like, and this mm. is like the sport I love. But then, I don't know what it is, obviously, there's deeper roots to what I'm figuring out, but it's like, Do it's you see yourself as competitive? Um, I reckon I've developed it over like, okay. recently, yeah. Yeah. but then, I'm very selective with it. Out of 10, how competitive do you think you are? Oh, I don't use seven. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll say eight. Yeah. Okay. But in the past, mm. I'll say si- five or six. Yeah. I'll say the, the competitive nature is something you've also developed yeah, along yeah. with so the mental 100%, toughness. 100%. Because the mental toughness comes with like self-belief and all that. Through yeah. your trainings, through... Yeah, yeah, I would say through your trainings, like, you know, actually working hard, improving and all that. So, like, yeah, it's weird. Like, obviously, we live in the same house, same parents and whatever, but different journeys, different, like, in yeah. terms of, like... Personalities, you have... Yeah. Exactly, like, I'll say, look, like, uh, honestly, if you think about it, I went to Cedar, like, a soccer academy. I was training twice a week with my the academy, twice, like, NPL, and, like, we went to the gym. I said, like, they showed yeah. us around the gym. It's there put on a plate for me to mm. make it. And yeah. you like, weren't peak I, fitness. Like, you weren't peak Yeah, health, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't peak health or yeah. fitness. And I'll say... That could that should have been, those are the opportunities right in front of me. But it's like yeah. it shows it's more than that, and I didn't take those opportunities. Alhamdulillah, whatever yeah. like things Everything happen. happens for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just like, wow. Like looking back at it, it's like I didn't really have that. Mm. Even when you say like, if if you were to ask me even now, like when was your peak fitness? I honestly don't know. Mm. Like yeah. it could have been then, but then it, is that really peak fitness? Like mm. in my eyes, like yeah, true, it's just true, those true, type true. of things where. My mental toughness and actually like training hard, self development, all that, my that journey, it probably started twenty nineteen. Yeah. When podcast like when I changed changed unis. So that started the year? Or no, no, Vic Uni. That's when like, like the when, journey when, when started. Like when yeah, yeah, in like, was like properly, March like twenty nineteen. Yeah, Marchish, yeah. Okay. Like he became conscious of it. Because you started the podcast in July. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what I'm I'll saying, so yeah. I'll say that year and all okay. before that, like even you said you worked a lot of hours at work, you know. I didn't work that many hours. Yeah. He was sending me deadly podcasts before we started the podcast. Yeah. You know yeah. It could have been that year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's, why I, that's why I got into uh, it. It's like, it was whoa, that this is mad. Well, remember when we were first discussing, let's start the podcast. 
I said, yo, let's like I want to do it with Ali. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like the whole idea of okay, damn, he's on this mindset wave, this wavelength. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, alright, bet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Ali and I weren't the best of us friends. Yeah. You know, but we had that like that common interest or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. Alright, bet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you probably, I guess, you became conscious of the journey then. Yeah. But then also when we first started the podcast, it wasn't still like mm. clearly instilled with you like the way that it is now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. Like at the start, it was just like I was still. You know, learning a few, a few things about like the YouTubers and stuff that actually like changed my perspective. It's like, oh wow, he thinks like I do. Like you mm. know, figuring out people think like you or go through certain things. Was there like a YouTuber or podcast you listened to that kind of flicked the switch? Because for example, you had me who was doing a hundred days yeah. in twenty eighteen, and that didn't inspire you. Mm. Do you get it? It's like you yeah. s- you're literally I- yeah, you, you literally used to work out with me, and you'd see me every single day pushing myself, and that didn't. And that's where people think like if you have a brother or sibling that's going pushing themselves, doesn't mean it's going to flick a switch. Yeah, through, even though it's you know? right in front of you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I guess it comes down to maybe um, I'm speaking for you in this case, mm. the whole idea of self belief. You know what I mean? Mm. When you develop, I guess that confidence or that awareness within yourself, then mm. you can have that conversation of where you want to be, where you want to go. Because if if I don't know what I want, or if I'm not inspired by myself within myself. Yeah, then how can I be inspired by Ashraf or like the next mm. person or this type of person? Because I don't even know what I want, I guess, mm. out of life or out of the gym or out of Cedar or if I want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Would you're you say that? You're doing things for like external factors or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's when, like when I said, I changed unis to mm-hmm. like Vic Uni. It's like I generally made that decision to go to do that degree, yeah. enroll in it because I want to. Yes, my parents helped me get into it, but it's like, no, I actually want to do it. I'm here for a reason. This is one of my goals for me. It's like, whoa. I can actually make my own decisions, like yeah. like not just you know being influenced by external factors, mm. and that's where the self belief starts. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is my journey. This is what I like mm. to do. I can. Was do there these a things. thing like, for example, I just realized now, my m- I started believing I was mentally tough when I started going gym mm. and training harder than other people and doing more in a day. In 2019, was there something that made you believe, like, hey, I need to get like me mentally stronger. I need to start doing things I actually enjoy doing. Like you're saying with uni, was there like a area in your life that you're like okay now I'm gonna push you know was it soccer was it you know mm, I wouldn't say there was a specific area but you were even saying before when you ca- when you came back from Jordan your perspective was recognising like the use of time management so like I felt like that was developed early mm. so it was just the thing of figuring out what I wanna do which is like kind of a big thing mm. even though like time management skills is has improved over time being overseas independent slightly so it's like it's all moving towards the right thing, but it's like okay, but what do I want to do? Mm. It's like kind of still figuring out, which isn't easy. Like Are you still figuring now. No, no. Okay. Like I, I do know that yeah. inshallah teaching is the way to go for okay. me. Yeah. So, but then on that journey, like you know, post high school and stuff, it takes a while to like figure out what you want to do because mm. you finished year twelve, you went straight to Jordan. I did, I think a year and a half of uni, but then. I wasn't even sure what I was going to do. So we're kind of in the same boat, even though it's like different mm. ages, whatever. Mm. So it's like we're going through the same thing kind of where it's like you come back from Jordan, you don't know what you want to do. Yes, you, you got these skill sets, but then it's like you still got to figure out what you want to do with mm. your time, how you want to spend it, what mm. the type of people you want to be around. Yeah. So I think once I figured that out, then it's like, okay, the self-belief and then the self-development journey is actually a thing where it's like it's kind of life-changing. Bro, self belief is actually ridiculous. Yeah. You saying that it makes me realize of um, uh, one of Nasim Talib's book that I was reading, or I was listening to the other day. But continue on this: the whole concept of mental toughness and self belief are two different like areas, yeah. And I know we're sp- uh, this c- this conversation, obviously, this podcast is more about um, mental toughness and whatnot. 
But even the idea of developing self-belief or understanding, <coughs> like when man becomes conscious of himself, that is such a powerful mm-hmm. concept, you know, because often when whenever we go throughout days of life, like it's just, hey, I woke up. It's like a phase that I went through during like the just prior mm-hmm. to COVID and the end of the year where you wake up, you go to work, you see your friends, you do this and then, but you're not like constantly aware. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing even with the gym. Sometimes you go for the gym just to hit the weights and all that kind of stuff. But then once you're consciously going there and saying, hey, today or within this time frame, like what you guys do in the sense that like you go, hey, we're on a six week training regime. Yeah, where we're going to cycle that off. So then after six weeks, we're going to try something else mm-hmm. to like trick our muscles. Yeah, the whole idea of being conscious in what you do is such a powerful concept. Even like with work. Let me bring up the quote right now because it'll, br- it'll bring a bit of context to it. But I'll just continue a little bit. I don't know, I sent it to us here the other day as well. Mm. He goes, they are born, put in a box, they go home to live in a box, they study by ticking boxes. They go to what what is called work in a box where they sit in a cubicle box. They drive to the grocery store in a box to buy food in a box. They talk about thinking outside the box, but when they die, they are put in a box. You know what I mean? And in order to get out, I guess, the box or get out of the square, you have to just be conscious mm. of what you're doing, you know? And obviously that quote or whatever, what Nassim Talib said there, might resonate differently to people, you know what I mean? In mm. the sense that, like, for me, like, I know, like, inshallah, like, with the day that I die or, like, towards the end of my life that I want to say, hey, I've accomplished certain things and I wasn't within the box of people, you know what I mean? So that that's where the whole idea of, like, mental toughness and self-belief comes into. Um, and even the whole idea of, like, even seek discomfort, why it's... My bio, that's, you know, mm, it's been like there for years. My Instagram bio, that's secret comfort. Like, I've got rid of my profile. Well, archive uh, thingy. Closer? Yeah, I was unplugged. Um, like, even like my Instagram bio, like, I've removed my profile picture. I've archived posts and all that kind of stuff. I've mm. deactivated my account. I've gotten rid of, like, things in my bio. But one thing I've never ever got removed in my bio is the whole idea of, like, seek discomfort. Mm. We probably should speak about where that, where mm. that idea came from. But going back to it, it's just the whole essence of trying to be uncomfortable because. Wallahi Loki, when you're in an uncomfortable state or uncomfortable environment, you're more conscious than ever. You know what mm. I mean? It's like um, when I was going for my runs that I was telling you post-COVID. You know what I mean? In that like that 10 minutes, that 20 minutes where you have to run on your own, it's just like it's the most awkward, annoying thing in the world. Mm. But like mm. you're aware of certain things. And that idea of being aware, you know when you get those, you know when you get those moments where you're just like deeping like life randomly? You know what I mean? You go, oh, wow. What kind of state am I in right now? Mm-hmm. And then you, your whole like your whole life to a degree like passes by you, you know. What I mean, and then after you just th- look at things differently. I know what you mean, bro. When you're when you're pushing that threshold of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. like for example, in a run, I would think about random things like that. It's like, why are you even running, Ali? Yeah. Like, is this even worth it? You should be enjoying life. Like, do, it, do something else. It's like, yeah. bro. That's when you are like that's probably the most present you can be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sli- slightly getting out of that comfort zone. Which is easier said than done, but and especially when you don't see the results. Exactly. Sometimes, like for example, yeah. you said you've never reached peak health. Yeah. But you were doing so many things that's like, man, I'm putting in so much work and I'm not receiving mm. or at- attaining the results I want. It's like that's where it starts becoming more yeah. difficult. Mm. Especially sometimes you read a book and you're like, I was a crap book. You listen to a podcast, you do all this stuff, and you see someone else get results quicker. Mm. It's like, what's that about, you know? Mm. I want to touch on how about you? Like, where, w- when did maybe the self belief start, and then from there the mental toughness or like. You know, the belief that you are mentally tough or you want to work on that muscle? Um, I'd say I never really lacked self-belief. Alhamdulillah, one thing I've always had was that whole, I- that whole idea. I've developed over time. I don't mm. want to say like I've always had it from the get-go. But the whole thing with like 
comfortable in my own shoes and all that kind of stuff but it's like my journey has been more about like navigating through that trying to find who i am going through different identities and all that kind of like jargon but um i'd say and hence why i asked you that question earlier but i'd say like i always had it within myself but it would be like a spark like due to certain interactions with people or certain environments or people that i'd get inspired to i would it would come out even more per se you know what i mean um but where where would I say? I'd say the time that I became most conscious about it probably when I left school, maybe same time as you, okay. when we were like, because my first year was your first year coming back to after so Jordan, twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah. So it just it just merged into the, mm. the, the into the same time, and that's when we started watching guys like um. That's where we got the whole idea of seek discomfort from. Yes, yeah. theory, you know what I mean. And I, by the way, when you sent me that seek, because by the way, seek discomfort came from Ashraf, because Ashraf I think oh, was watching. It? Yeah, he was he was watching Yes Theory. And then after he sent me this concept, oh, I don't know how it started actually. Do I? Mm. Do you know how it started? Was it a TED talk? You sent it to me. Um, but I like the quote. I don't attach it to yes theory. I think yeah. later on I found out, yo, I'm Loki stealing someone else's slogan this mm. whole time. Like I Loki made it like my brand. Like, yeah, you like, thought no one had it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> claimed it. And yeah. I'm thinking, where I should get this from? But then Loki started sending me yes theory videos. I'm like, hey, that's my thing. It's mm. like they've already <laughs> <laughs> trademarked that. Yeah. Um, but like during that time, that's when I also started getting into the whole idea of reading and just becoming more conscious. And then Alhamdulillah, like I had like good people surrounded around me, like mm. even like inspiration from my uncles and my aunties, you know what I mean? And then like I've seen what, because you know that conversation you have with someone that's just older than you, that they've been there, done that, they've gone through that and they've just like advised you. So I had that Alhamdulillah and like I was, I'm, I've always been a very inspired person. Like I look at someone doing well and I always want to do it to their degree and even better. So that's where the competitive nature comes into it. Um, and then having the aspects of like the gym and all that kind of stuff is sort of... Was there a person, podcast or book or anything that kind of like ignited the flame as well? Like maybe in 2018, it's like this book really helped me finding out about Goggins or ET or someone like did that really like, you know... No, I'd say not. Maybe, maybe like Les Brown to a degree. Because okay. there was this time where I was listening to Les Brown religiously, mm. and I know like when there was times where I wasn't as motivated, where I just needed that like little bit of spark, you know. Because there's that difference between discipline and motivation. You know, when you lack mm. that discipline, you just need to be like, like put back on your feet mm. to start G'd running up. again, mm. just mm. to be geared up, low key. Les Brown was always the guy to the point where there'd be phrases. Um, <laughs> there'd be phrases in his like little like his motivational talks and all that kind of stuff where be, he'd be inspired by it and I know I have mates here like for example um, I won't know names but I have mates here for example who'd look at me and think bro like why do you need to be motivated like I know guys that like would say motivation like motivational talks and all that kind mm, of stuff yeah. is like like Loki like a if you know to a degree mm. yeah, 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 we'll yeah blur yeah. that out but in the sense that like why do you need it like can't you get it within type of thing but they don't understand it it's just more of a like a pushing ground you know mm. what i mean it's just to get you started and what you do from there is up to you and also it also can be a constant reminder yeah so it's not it's just like like um triggering the thought patterns again and stuff like that if you get off track it's not that mm -hmm. i wouldn't say it's that bad no it's not it's, yeah. not it's nothing bad at all and if it works for you then it sort of works I as think well early on in your journey Whatever is gonna help you put in the work, you should do. Yeah, yeah. You know, for until sure. like you gotta do what you love until you fall in love with it. You know, and like early on, I know I used to listen to Eric Thomas religiously. Every single video, I could yeah. pretty much say the whole script. Yeah. And I was like, that's what it took for me to start taking the gym serious. Yeah. And now I don't need that. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And like until it becomes a lifestyle, well, I do whatever it takes. If it takes you training with people, taking your time, going at night, listening to music, whatever it is, until you get to the like the habit yeah. of it being a lifestyle. Whatever 100%. it takes, man. And that feeling of also like, 
like one upping yourself every single time is such I don't know man like if you haven't felt it before it's such an addictive feeling mm-hmm. you know what I mean like unlocking that that like that new step or something that you've put your mind to it you know I remember like when we hit one year of fair income you know because I said to myself also just before fair income was starting I said I want to start something that isn't in the I guess the normalities of like the mediocre lifestyle like I, I want to do something that isn't uni isn't so you want to get out of the box. I want to get out of the box mm, to a degree. Yeah. And then when we hit one year of the um, podcast, and mind you, they say there's stats out there like, you know, they say in terms of content creating, yeah? You've got YouTube videos, you've got TikTok videos, you've got Snapchat accounts, whatever. They say in terms of content creating, podcasting is one of the hardest. You know what I mean? Because first of all, it's long-form long content uh, most of the time. Mm. And on top of that, like, how are you going to like persuade your listeners on a daily basis or on a weekly basis like for us to continue to listen to you? You know what I mean? And to do that for a long period of time, I remember when we hit one year, I was just like, damn, that's crazy. Mm. I remember, for example, when we hit, uh, was it 1K subscribers? I was sick as hell that day. And I sent you guys that video, something like that. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I sent it to you guys. I recorded a video, it was like at 1 a.m. and it gave me the notification, oh, we hit 1K. And I was just talking to myself into like a little bit of a camera, you know, because it's like uh, that day up of doing something, and putting your mind it, yeah. to it, and then like unlocking that feeling. Mm. So chasing that feeling is one of the best feelings you can actually get. I think doing a venture like this, because there's mental toughness in different areas, you know, yeah. like that kind of strength. So I think doing a venture like this, like running a podcast, trying to be consistent, it kind of taught me a different side of discipline. For sure. Which is something you have to work on, because sometimes when you enjoy the gym, it's easy to be disciplined. Mm. But in other areas, you've got to become disciplined. Like, for example, like Ali with reading. The first yeah. couple of months, me and you were reading books. Ali started the podcast, him, Sahel, and Abshir, like, these yeah. guys love books, air yeah. aid. Now Ali What's the joke? Bro, what's the joke? What's the joke? No, we're talking about things, like more things yeah. to like topics to do within us, yeah? yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do like <laughs> sport. We're going to talk about soccer. And that. This was before any soccer episode. So yeah. we're super G'd. Yeah. And then I, th- I, th- I think it was me or Seuss. I can't remember. And, and like, Seuss, the li- I think yeah, it was Seuss. I think it was man. And then yeah. he's like, yeah. We'll get up. And then, yeah, Legendary and Ashraf will do like book reviews. And like, what the book club? They, they, yeah. say, they say a book club with a reading corner. And we didn't even mean to sound like that, but it sounded. It became a running joke on top of that as well. I know. And then, subhanAllah, as soon as you read, you kind of enjoy it. But there was a lot of books that kind of, I think, ignited the flame in us like for example we all love david goggins for sure like he really kind of preached that mindset like you just have to put in the work every mm-hmm. single day yeah and we know how it is you take a week off when you get sick and you get lazy it's hard to come back yeah so mm. david goggins hit listening to him on joe rogan we all yep. read his book listen to his audiobook that he kind of pushed the mindset and then after that i think we kind of like listen to kobe floyd yep. whoever like all these guys that are successful in their sport and it's like Damn, it takes work to actually get results. Yeah. I think that was like a big thing with mental toughness. Like yeah. every successful person we know put in so much work, it's like absurd. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like we have to do the same when we're early on, you know? Even David Goggins as well. Like the whole idea that like, yeah, life is shit. Like to him, he was playing behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? Like whatever like form of hardship that you can think of, he was already going through it and probably mm. worse type of thing. And it's like the whole concept of callousing your mind. Like, yeah, life is tough, but you just got to be a bit more tougher. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, that, that phrase is pretty subjective because mm. I can't tell you how tough your mm. life is. And you, I can't probably put my feelings mm. to it as well. But you just got to understand the fact that like it's all about giving that one inch every single day in your world mm. type of thing. So little books like that. Mm. Um, I was going to ask you boys, um, should we do the podcasting? The, the, if the you want, yeah. yeah the but you know, even now, like for example, I started watching the 
there's a documentary series, like there's different documentaries on the CrossFit World Championships. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the years, maybe we'll do episodes soon after I watch them all. Yeah. But I just watched one for like 25 minutes. Yeah. It was Fittest in Dubai, like yeah. in 2017 or something. And I'm watching and I'm seeing how these guys work. And then it's igniting a flame in me. It's like, I can go put in the work as well. Yeah. And then you realize like, doesn't matter what level you get to, even if gym or any area of life is normal, that extra push isn't a bad thing. Like it's good, take it. You know, if someone's gonna, if you train with someone and they're gonna kind of push you to go a bit harder, well, like, take it in and use it for as long as you can, mm. you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And 100%. it's like, you realize because it's a journey, bro. Yeah. And as soon as you stop, it's hard to get back. I know for me, when, when I s- did surgery, ACL, and I did it in May, and then like the next year, March, I was nine months. And that, that's when I said, okay, now at six months, you can start doing weightlifting and start doing some things. And then nine months is when you should go back to normal. Mm. And exactly then is when gyms started closing. Mm. So it was very tough. It was like gyms closed pretty much for a year. Yeah. So it was a year, it's like gym was a normal thing to me and training and pushing myself. And it's like nine months I couldn't because ACL. And then a year and before that, so it was like two years I didn't go to gym. It was hard to get it back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as soon as you do it, it's that mental switch. It's like, you know, David Goggins talks about like you gotta one up yourself and you gotta one up other people. Yeah. Like to put you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's a uh, love of David Goggins. Yeah. Mm. He's gonna carry the bots on the last. <laughs> Stay hard. They don't know me, son. <laughs> um so what we're gonna do, we're gonna say um our I'll say t- mine's gonna be my top twenty one. Uh, of twenty twenty one, sorry. Top five of t- twenty twenty one. Okay. Podcast that I've listened to. I'm going episodes by the way, not actual podcast. Yeah. Okay. Remember you didn't tell us this, so we are not the most prepped for it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This is game. all just last minute. So if it makes it to the episode, then he makes it to the episode. And while we're speaking about the episode, guys, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Get us to 3K within the next three days, inshallah. <laughs> yeah, let's see how you got. Uh, let me find the uh, podcast, podcast. So go, say, all top right, so five podcast of 2021. Let's go. So mine, uh, Naval and Tim Ferriss. I probably should have included the actual thing. So number one, Naval and Tim Ferriss. On which platform? Uh, on Tim Ferriss's um, thing. Yeah. It's just Tim Ferriss' podcast, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, how I built this, especially yeah. the episode about the the lady who built Canvas. Okay. Canvas is that Canva. 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 Um, and also the guy who um, built Airbnb. Those two episodes, okay. deadly episodes. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry, three episodes. Tim Ferriss' episode, um, Canva episode. The Canva one especially because I feel like a lot of people relate because she's a young girl. Mm. She grew up in Australia, Western Australia too. No, she Aussie. Bro, she Aussie girl, 90 years old. Her and her boyfriend 19. basically, 19 years old, yeah. at the time when she was yeah. developing Canva. She basically, um, and shout out to Aussie for suggesting me this episode. I got to put her mm. on for this, yeah. Um, but basically, she, her and her boyfriend, I think the end of high school year or something mm. like that, they decided, hey, let's do like a high school book, that, mm. that type of thing. It goes, but let's actually do a proper one. And that's what the whole idea of Canva does, where you can put it online and whatnot. Okay. And one day she was going through confer- conferences and some guy from Silicon Valley came to mm. Western Australia doing a conference. She basically pitched the idea to him and then her and her boyfriend were like, all right, bet, let me start out running. So essentially they would start putting out their um, idea, pitching the idea to schools around the area. So everyone would come to them and start doing the actual, the, the printing for their high school books. But they okay. couldn't do that and keep that up, you know what I mean? So her boyfriend would stay in Western Australia um, and actually continue doing the printing while she went over to Silicon Valley, which is in California, I'm guessing. Um, and she would join, she would meet the guy that they met at the Western Australia conference. And he, later on, he basically, he pitched in his idea. Some guys at Google got involved in it and now it's a billion dollar company. So, yeah, so basically the whole, the whole idea of the podcast is guys that built successful brands mm. and they just speak about their, their, their journey. So okay. shout out to, I should probably know her name. 
Um, number three, Conor McGregor and Tony Robbins. Bloody. Haven't even. Conor McGregor, Tony Robbins episode, biggest deal. On GR. Tony Robbins podcast? On Tony Robbins okay. podcast. Essentially, basically, Conor McGregor speaking about how his idea, where he started from, and the whole idea of mental toughness. You know mm. what I mean? Because Conor McGregor, very, very controversial guy, mm. you know, but he does not care about anyone. He okay. goes to me, he goes, he goes, <laughs> he speaks about the whole concept of um, being witty, you know, because that's something um, Conor's really known for. He's known for his mouth, mm. you know, pause. But um, <laughs> he goes, he goes, um, he goes, he goes, there's toughness and there's strength. And he goes, Tony Robbins, I'll tell you something, I'll tell you something. <laughs> he goes, uh, what's it called? He goes, strength beats toughness any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And just the way that, you know, one mm. thing I get inspired about Connor, how articulate he is. Very, very articulate. Doesn't start Really? Off. I never thought of that. Nah, very well spoken, Allah. But he can sell. He really, he can sell. Okay. Number four, I think this was just the air raid, Fedinkum, number four, hundred percent. Which app? What's uh, your favorite? All of them. Uh, uh, number five, Andrew Huberman and Joe Rogan, but spe is specifically episode one five one three. One five one three. Yeah, they're my okay. top five. Episodes. Anything coming to mind, Ali? You got yours? What's coming to mind for you? I I got two on the top of my head, mm -hmm. and then wait, can I do two and then three later, or do you want to go? Through I'm going through my history, <laughs> <laughs> trying to find yeah. something. You're okay, like I'll go slowly then. Okay, so the sorry, 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 cut oh. off. Well, I love you, Ali. Go ahead. <laughs> but you guys know this one's got to be on the top five. To take out fair income, a good leave fair income. <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> that's a obvious. That's yeah. obvious. Yeah. yeah. The the Safina podcast about sleep. Yeah, yeah. that's the, a good the one. The I'm gonna tell everyone now. It's Safi the Safina Society podcast. The number one it's epidemic. Called, yeah, the massive epidemic nobody's talking about. It came out 15th of November 2018. Mm. So go search for that one. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so for my list, from what I can remember, the f oh, is it like in order? Like Yeah, no, no, just whatever. Yeah, okay. So the first one I would say would probably be Diary of a CEO with um, Jimmy Carr. The okay. comedian, okay. because I know how like controversial he is with his humor, and like he has no filter. Mm. Like, there's certain people wouldn't like his humor because how like inappropriate it is and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And the podcast was obviously he was the main guest, but it's completely the opposite to what like his comedy is. Mm. And it's yeah. not what I expected. And I seen snippets of that before. I watched them thinking. This guy's talking about life and purpose and stuff. I'm like, what the heck? Down to earth guy? Yeah, I didn't know. Like, yeah, he had this, like, these these thoughts. And then I listened to it and he started talking about, like, you know, being who you are, self-belief and all this mm -hmm. type of talk. I'm like, I'm starting to realize, like, comedians and, like, how they think about before doing, like, behind the, behind the scenes of doing their craft. Mm. Like, you know, you got to believe in, like, your jokes. You got to take in, like, failures. You just got to accept it and move on. Okay. Not listen to everyone's opinion. So it's like, that really changed my perspective on, mm. like, comedians. Yeah. Um, I'll say another one is Romit Sethi with Tim Ferriss. It's on your list, yeah? yeah? I knew it. <laughs> so this guy talks about like, <laughs> it doesn't matter like how much money you make, but he talks about like, you know, I creating your own rich life per se. Yeah. So like, um, for example, I'll say like you're working full time, you're getting 50k a year, for example, but then you're putting like a certain amount of money through to your long-term savings and emergency. So that's sorted. And then once you do that, then you put another percentage of like, you know, splurge money or whatever it is. And with that money, you can literally use on the things you love. So mm. either like extra convenience or just buy more clothes because you love clothes or shoes or Travel. that type of thing. Yeah, You can probably dive into it more. 
because it's on your list. I'll just dive into it now because the yeah, it's ahead. like I've read a lot of finance books and listening to a lot of finance podcasts, and every single one or most of them talk about how to budget better, like the total money makeover, how to make take care of every single dollar. I need to know where every dollar goes, and a lot of people do that, and it's like calorie counting. You're not going to stay. And he has a very different philosophy to budgeting and finance. He goes, look, don't track every dollar. You just got to have a rough estimation. He talks about how much you actually need to be successful. He's got a book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Mm. And he tries to, to teach you the mindset of like, like Ali said, you got to pick certain areas in your life and spend whatever you want. Whatever you want, spend it to kind of make your life live like that. And then other areas that you don't care about, be frugal. Mm. You got to pick and choose. So whatever those areas are, and it kind of like ha- teach you how to have a rich life. Yeah. So a lot of times I've heard every single finance podcast I listen to, it's all about budgeting and how to be, you know, how to care about every single dollar. So he kind of taught me a different mindset on finances. That's lit. That's lit. Yeah. What about you, Ali? Okay. Um, from the top of my head, I can't type that quick. No, books are something we're no, just... No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking in areas just to Trying to get inspired. Yeah, because I can't Mark really think. I didn't have a chance to look at That's all. That's fine. If I can go, and if you think of something, unless something else came to mind. No, you go, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say that. We meet Sethi. Yeah. Timmy's uh, got to be in there. Yeah. So I was going to say um, <laughs> one of my favorite books I read 2021 was Four Hour Work Week. Yep. And there's a podcast that just came out. It's called The Lost Presentation that launched the Four Hour Work Week. Yeah. Secrets of doing more with less in the digital world. It's, pod, it's a lecture he gave in 2007 to Stanford, yep. and that got republished. Yep. He thought he lost it, yep. and that re- I really loved that because of summary of it all, and it kind of just. Um, is that a, is that an old episode? It was. It, he recently posted it. Maybe okay. he's done it again. I'm yeah, not too sure. Yeah. But that's what I listened to 2021, and they got to me. Yeah. Um, Ramit Sethi was there. There was one so. Because Ramit Sethi inspired a new way of thinking, the same as f- the Tim Ferriss. There was yeah. one by, it's Real AF with Andy Frazella. Okay. It's called 75 Hard, A Tactical Guide to Winning the War with Yourself. And why I put it in my top five is it's literally explaining what 75 Hard is. Yep. And I didn't do 75 Hard. I made my own mental toughness challenge, which was a bit more um, beneficial to what I want. Mm-hmm. But this inspired me to be thinking like that, to yeah. make that challenge, which was life-changing sure. in a mental toughness challenge. Which took us like a hundred days to do, technically. Yeah. And that kind of that podcast inspired me to think like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why I'd put it there. I rate that. So that the can't wait to have you know how like you know how what's his name Matt Diavella has like the rock and he just keeps on pushing the rock, the, <laughs> yeah. rock, the yeah. rock, the rock. The way we push like Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss better come on this episode. <laughs> no, we need a <laughs> Naval thingy. And I think this year was one of the first years I actually didn't. Um, listen to as many podcasts because I was doing the Sira. Yep. So I've listened to like 80 of the Sira. So yep. I've listened to 80 podcasts of that mm. and I have to put it, even though it's not a podcast, it's a lecture series. Yeah. It's easily like... It has to be up there. It's one of the best, if not the best investment I've made in 2021, if yeah. not in my life. Yeah. Listening to the Sira. That's what's up. So it's like, that is the best podcast, you know, for me, Ola, which I'm awesome. really enjoying, you know? So that's a top three then. Yeah. I okay. rate that. Two okay. that come on top of your head? Just randomly? Well, the Safina podcast, Remit Sethi, Tim... Yeah. 75 hard and then the Sira, you know? If not, I always recommend Trevor Moad on Impact Theory. Oh, I was going to say that. Like whenever I get someone, I always send a 35 minutes yeah. podcast. That's the podcast I listen to the most times in my life. Yeah, that's an all-time yeah. high. Yeah. And it's a 30-minute yeah. podcast. Yeah. Rest in peace, Trevor Moad. He Wait, died have you finished? Yeah. yeah. He died, yeah. R.I.P. Did you finish your list? Alas. Okay, so I had one with uh, Ali Abdel's podcast with, what's his name? Brent Francis. 
talking business. Yeah, that was actually a good so one. That, that, yeah, essentially, it's all about business and just like, mm-hmm. you know, expanding business and like creating that balance. CEO of Gymshark, yeah? Yeah, yeah CEO yeah. of Gymshark. Yeah. What, 29 now? But yeah, so you just yeah, it's all about business, you know, expanding business, you know, hiring people and just creating that balance between business and personal. It, it's a long episode, it's like two hour episode. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what they spoke but you about. Resonated a lot with that. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Okay. Um okay. I just had it before. Where is it? Give me one second. Johan Hari with Diary of a CEO. That was twenty twenty two you listened to it. Oh yeah. Damn. Johan. Johan. Why yeah. does he n- come to mind? Um, no, you're right, you're right. He's, he's been on Joe Rogan, talking about uh, antidepressants, you know, psychological side of mm. um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All of his podcasts are a gun. One of th- he's yeah. Yeah, he's a gun. So many great podcasts out there, yeah. regardless. And especially like that Fair Dinkum one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I've never heard of it, but yeah. Banger. <laughs> I would <laughs> say, where was he? I'm trying to find him. Where's he from? Interesting how like podcasts weren't really a thing like like as in listening to it on a mm. daily basis or whatever you, now it's like a formal conversation oh so what podcast are you listening to that type of thing mm. but four or five years ago it was not a thing yeah. at all yeah i think it's, it's because like people a lot of people don't have that in their life like long-term <laughs> like deep conversations so then they obviously when you find it online it's like oh there actually are people that talk about these mm. topics and you yeah. feel like you're part of it yeah, hundred percent. You can't have your say. Hundred mm. um, percent. It's it's interesting that all of us we picked ones that are like um, interviewee, two people. They're not like chats on a couch. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even though we create a podcast with chats on a couch, but then fifty percent of the time we're interviewing guests. Yeah. It's interesting that you know, but yeah. it's it's what. But I have those podcasts though where I listen to, but they're like I don't consider them like my greatest podcast to listen to. I just listen to them at specific times, mm. like if I'm driving to a trade site or something like that, and I need one hour just like to be brain dead mm. type of oh, thing. Oh, casual listen, mm. just casual listen where I'm not trying to like think yeah. or, I'm, and not only that, like I'm trying to actually not trying to understand what the person is trying to say. Mm. Then I'm more than happy to listen to something that's just like a like a, yeah. a, a brain fart type of thing. Yeah, I'm the same. I have some times where it's just casual listen, filthy fellas, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. But it's um, what you need. I've got one more. I can't. I don't know if that I'll makes five. Um, That's like seven, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 20 minutes from <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Um, Deep dive Ali Abdel with Unjaded Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Because... You boo. <laughs> Cut that out. Bro. <laughs> 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 no, because she, she, she's still in uni, so I can relate to her. And then even the idea of toxic pro- productivity, I didn't know existed. Like, I didn't really, uh, like, understand it as much until she broke it down and, like, you know, creating that balance of productivity in your life and essentially understanding what, why it's Im- why you implement in your life and, mm. like, kind of understanding when to stop, mm. when to take that break and just, yeah, creating that balance essentially. So that that was up there for sure. Mm. I've always wanted to suss out this uh, this podcast because it always gets hype on social media or whatever, it always pops up oh. on my Twitter. Uh, Digital Sisterhood. And they've 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 been doing very very well. Um, I don't know what they do, but um, they're always cup of my time. I'm like, why the hell is this one? On TikTok, you said? No, no, no Twitter thing. And I'm buddy. They're they're pretty well established in that sense. Okay. But I've always just been curious. Are they located here overseas? Couldn't tell you. All I know is they have a pink background, and I said no. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. How about we spoke about mental toughness? You know, and our journey. What's some books that kind of helped along the journey, or some books that kind of stood out over the last couple of years? It's like some book recommendations for people. Book recommendations yeah. that come to mind straight away. Ooh. Let me just think. Let's Ooh. see if I have the photo for it. Ooh. Yeah, because some people asked on Instagram, I remember, it said book recommendations and then we never um, gave it because we wanted to make a Let's video. Let's just on do it. one book, yeah? 
if two, three come to mind, do it. If not, just you know. Um. Yeah. Let me let me think of mine. Okay. Or we like we said, can't hurt me before. Yeah, can't Spoke hurt by me. that on an audiobook or physical audiobook is better. It's yeah. more recommended. You um, can't go wrong with can't hurt me. Yeah, so that was a good book by David Goggins. I think a book that stood out to me was Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Yep. I really love that book. You know, a lot of people talk about um, atomic habits and how good it is. I like this more, just about the importance of like little things compounding over a long time. Very easy read. Very um, easy book to read. I highly recommend that to a lot of people. I think How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. We all read that. We all loved it. Mm-hmm. That's up there. Um, it's difficult to recommend certain books to people because you don't know who the person is listening. Yeah, certain. You know, so it depends on the person's mindset and stuff like that. Time and place. Yeah. I, I know a good read, like, it's just like a lighthearted book, but it just, it has, like, certain concepts and ideas that it develops onto. And unless you pick up on it, then you won't really realise. But, um, um where did I how did I go <laughs> it left my mind mm. when breath becomes air mm. when breath becomes air it was one of those books for me where it's just like I read it consistently I could have put it da- uh, put it down like it's always a recommendation okay. I give to people I like that um, mm. I'm reading currently Critical Conversations yeah. and I can't Crucial Conversations Critical Conversations is it called Critical? yeah Critical okay. Conversations it is a deadly book so far mm. it's a lot of concepts that I already not know in depth but it's just how they it's more the psychology of people I feel like it's mm. more of a psychological book than it is a self-help book do you know what I mean yeah. you learn it's more about one. yourself and yeah. how you put yourself in certain um, would you say it's similar to How to Win Friends? no 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 okay different okay. yeah yeah because everyone's at different stages of the book journey and if you've read certain books you know like for example if you're um, contemplating life and there's a lot of things that you want to do and sometimes you can't achieve it all you know essentialism is a very good book it is, it is. Ali, one of Ali's favorite books yeah, yeah? Th- th- because it kind of just simplifies the things you want to do because a lot of people can get super excited mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they can tend to be overexcited where you start mm-hmm. 10,000 things and it's just like oh you don't have the time to actually implement them all and actually move forward to those goals like mm-hmm. it's realistic in your life I'm pretty sure it's like the pursuit of Less, less yeah. Yeah, by yeah. Greg McCohen. So that's a very good book, you know, Essentialism. I think you put Barefoot Investor up there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Barefoot. Have you read Barefoot? I haven't, but I'm okay, just thinking of the book. jokes. Let's go for Barefoot Walks. <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Nah, like apart from the idea of like the nights and that Barefoot Nights and that, it's actually good because obviously you don't have to do exactly what he does, like his template of how you structure your finances, but it's good to start with. And then you kind of work with whatever you have and how much money you make and stuff for sure it's good because it it creates like an idea of like emergency funds and how much it gives you an idea of how many um how much percent to put in your long-term savings and also another account to have um like guilt-free spending yeah Mm. yeah and that's been a game changer for me like Mm. guilt-free spending it's like yeah i'll get 150 bucks what am i going to do with this like and uh, like i actually have no guilt when i spend that money these days Mm. So that's helped a lot. I'm trying to be like you. Mm. <laughs> I think so. I think like touching on that, uh, the last one I probably want to do is like obstacle is the way. You know, that was a big book early on that M- Legendary and I resonated on because it kind of taught you that perspective where it's like you're in control of your thoughts. The same thing as you know, Man Search for Meaning talks about like you know, you're in control of how you react to things. Obstacle is the way. Said so like, you know, there's always going to be obstacles in life, but it's your choice. You know how you react to it, and going through it is how you're going to improve and get better. So mm-hmm. Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday was a really mm. good book that helped that along that forever, journey. Forever be in the top five of all books. Yeah, and it's a very easy book to read. Very small, easy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't say small, but yeah. I'll touch on the next one. So there was a comment for Ali by Amro Abdullah. Shall I pronounce that right? Um, you guys will see it on the screen now. She goes, I basically have the same personality as Ali. 
quiet and reserved, but want to be more outspoken. But how do I force myself to make that change and book advice for that? If there is any, if not, just yeah. how do I um, force myself to make that change? It, it's actually, I reckon it's a hard one because I've had that thought as well, like, oh, I want to be outspoken. But you have to ask yourself why you want to be considered outspoken. Maybe it is, like, generally just to, like, create deeper connections with your friends, you know, be able to be more transparent or, like, get to even meet new people and have the ability to speak to new people. But I'll say, like... I'd say it starts with like self self belief, because even this like idea of like you know people saying you know quiet shy like obviously people put these like narratives on you they say these terms but sometimes it could just be a term where it's like they don't really they don't really mean it or it's not really something that's embedded in you but you know you start to believe it over time. Yeah, I honestly think like introvert extrovert and all this type of thing, it's not as deep as people think it is. So I think it's something you can work on. It's it's not easy to talk about, to be honest. Mm. It's a bit personal, but um, I would say like seeking more knowledge on the those type of topics, like people talking about their experiences and like insecurities, or just like because you you know going through podcasts, like we mentioned, like some of the recommendations, you start to understand people are coming from situations, and that like it's not as deep as you might think. You just have to like go into the world and try new things mm. and. It'll, like over time, you start you start to develop it if you keep putting yourself in those situations, mm. you know, to to meet new people, to speak to your friends more mm. often, socialize. But it has been mean. a hard thing for you sometimes at times, like with the podcast. Like, you know, sometimes we might demand for you to talk more with a guest or po- topics mm. or podcasts. Like it's something where it's like you know you have to kind of step up and you feel uncomfortable when other people are telling you and you get comments from other people. Mm. How do you cope with that? Because sometimes like there's a bit more pressure with you on a podcast expected to talk mm. than um a brother who's at like a soccer club that's not really talking mm. you know what i mean yeah, like it's true. a bit more yeah i think no matter what the situation is like even when you start to realize that you've you're overcoming it there's still going to be people saying like comments or like you know labeling you you know you know quiet whatever you want what other words of introvert all these words so like you just have to accept like no matter what, these things are inevitable for people to label mm. you. Like, even if it's not just personality, it's like a lot of things in life, people like to label others. others. I don't know mm. why it, it is, but mm. it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's You just, you need a, like a strong support group as well. Like, mm. you know, actually speaking to them and seeing what their opinion is of you as well. Like, because a lot of people, you start to realize like, it might seem quiet and shy, like, a thing where it's like, oh, it's not something to be proud of or whatever. But a lot of people respect it. Mm. Yeah. They actually respect that you don't talk much, you listen more. And and like even you you listen to like some like great authors and that they say like listen more and like speak less. It's like it's one of the things where you should implement mm. in your life. Yeah. Mm. So it's like if you really got that, honestly, that's pretty good. You should be proud of that. You, just, you have to embrace it. Mm. It's just you work with that foundation and then. So sometimes people think it's a weakness when it's actually a strength. Exactly. You can use it in strength. It's all about your perspective on those things. Mm. I know that, for example, me as a, like a big talker growing up, I kind of wish you know, it's harder for me to kind of listen more instead mm. of talking like quick thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it is something that you kind of have to work on and tweak. How about like, you know, because you're on the podcast and stuff, but then like teaching, you have to kind of be 
out there talking to the kids, yeah. speaking like that. Like, did that make you feel uncomfortable? Because sometimes, like, a lot of sisters, they'll have a job, like, they might be a nurse. Mm. And, like, I'm introverted. I don't want to go up to new people. But it's like, your job kind of expects you to do it. To do was there something was, like, even a bit awkward first when you started getting some teaching experience? I, or I remember Asita, so 16 years old, because once a week on Fridays, we'd go to, like, primary schools and do, like, soccer clinics. And we'll go into pairs. So I was with the older guy. And he was like super comfortable with the kids. I'm like, damn, this is like, mm. this is when I was like, I was a lot more reserved as well. And then I'm thinking, damn, this is like overwhelming. And then I tried talking to the kids and I buckled hard. And I'm thinking to myself later on that day, bro, these are private school kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I buckling? <laughs> they don't care. Like whatever, even if I do say the best presentation and I try GM up and I'm proud of what I said, they probably forgot about it. Mm. Yeah. So it's just like. It's all in your head. Exactly. It's all, it's all in your head and. Oh, I kind of forgot what you said. Try to yeah. those thoughts as yeah. well. How about yeah. um, just with the term labeling? Because sometimes, like, you meet new people and they'll go, Oh, yeah, Ahmed's quiet. Oh, Muhammad's quiet. This guy's loud. And you obviously, like you said, people love to label and people always want it because mm. then it's like, If I label you, I, I know who you are. Mm. It's like saying someone's quiet doesn't mean you know who they are. It's just like it's one characteristic mm. that might be wrong. So you probably know that people say you're quiet or introverted and stuff. Mm. And that's probably the same for a lot of these uh, our viewers. Or do you agree that like these labels should be used or you don't agree with them? Should people try to steer away from them? Because like it becomes, like you said, self-belief. It's yeah. how you identify yourself. I'm a quiet person, you know? I'll say the idea of labeling people, like, it's not it's not necessary. I don't think it's necessary. Even if I do, I might say like so, something, even if it's nice, I might say something about another brother or some mm. of the boys and stuff. But y even if they do... Obviously, you can't change the what they say about you or other things in general, their opinions. So you have to kind of think of it in a positive way. It's like maybe they're just saying it because, like, that's what they think of you, but it's not a bad thing. And mm. just, like, thinking in a positive in a positive way, mm. I'll say, yeah. And I think when you identify yourself with certain words or terms, mm. it becomes harder to change. Yeah, it True. is. Because, like, 100 people told me I'm quiet, and then it's like, because I just want to start talking about soccer. It's like... Why are you talking so much? Aren't you quiet? It's like, yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. People think they can identify you. You yeah. get boxed in. Okay, we'll go to the next one. I just realized because in the last two weeks, this brother, Idris Qasim, asked twice. I was like, that. He, mashallah, he's a keen viewer and we like to see it. <laughs> he asked how to learn Arabic, vocabulary, grammar, tips and methodology and like Fushan Amir. So obviously you and I went um, for a year, so maybe we can try to answer that and try to help him out. And if you have any questions, because obviously you yeah, did yeah. some Arabic courses and stuff like that, what's some podcasts on learning or tips you'd kind of give, you know, learning languages? Um, I'd say that the tips in general, like whether it's... So this guy wants to learn Fusha, he said? Yeah. I think Fusha, Arabic okay. learning languages in general. Idris is his name. Okay. Idris, so yeah? Idris Qasim. Yeah, okay, Idris so I'll, sta I'll start with like saying to Idris that like you start with the conversational words and like the most most common words used in like those type of scenarios so you think about like if you like let's just you have to pretend like of a, scena a potential scenario like okay i meet a brother and it's like he's speaking arabic and then you ask him about speaking arabic but you want to say it in like arabic because it's like more of a connection what are the words you're going to use whether it, apart from like how are you and stuff oh it's going to be like yeah i'm learning arabic i want to learn more mm. you know can you teach me like these type of words practice it and try get a partner like you mm. you start with vocab i would say grammar would work after like getting a solid foundation of mm. vocab 
Yeah. What would you say? Would you say the same I thing? I think vocab is the foundation. Like, if you don't know a thousand words, aren't you making up a number, but about a thousand words, you shouldn't really be learning grammar. Mm. You know, because you can barely have a conversation. Like, you can't even say, how are you? How's your day? And you're going to be learning grammar. It's a bit too confronting. So the best thing to do is, like you said, try to learn conversations. You know, keep um, trying to get a basic level. You can Google the most, like, 100 most common words. And then after you do the 100 most common words, try to look at phrases. Because then you'll be able to memorize three, four, five words at one time. You know, so you learn, like, I want to eat this. And then you just later you say, I want to sleep. And you change one word you learned a sentence i want to i need to you know so try to learn phrases if you can arabic takes time it's actually a very hard language to learn mm-hmm. you know it's in one of the toughest languages they say it takes um ha- full-time study takes about two years to be able to speak fushan amia and there's different levels arabic is one of those things if you want to understand the quran it's different than conversation on the streets yeah. so you're going to have to put in the time but your the reward would be worth it you know, it's one of those things that you just keep putting in the work. I think mm-hmm. for books, the best thing would be vocabulary books. Like, you know, we did Bain Yadaik mm-hmm. for a year. Um, and now we can speak Arabic conversations, but like Quran's a bit more in-depth and Tafsir and stuff like that. So I think if you can try to find a book that's not too grammar-based because grammar confuses you and that you don't really improve. And it's like, I've been doing this for two months and I saw an Arab at the mosque and I can't talk to him. Yeah. It's like, you feel like you're not improving. So try, mm-hmm. to get the gra- try to get the vocabs and stuff in. There's um, some good YouTube accounts, Al-Andalus Institute. They have some good Arabic resources. Ali and I like a brother named Nathaniel Drew. He's got a lot of language videos and stuff like that. Look, were people who studied one language, there's a lot of people who've studied three, four, five, and that's probably be more equipped to teach you. So maybe we can try to get someone on soon, but it's one of those things you just have to kind of put in the work. It's going to be a yeah. bit uncomfortable. You know, learning languages does get tough. But if you do put in the work, you know, Arabic, there's a lot of blessings in it, you know. Yeah. It's worth it. For I'll, the I'll say for people who don't, don't know as well, Fusha is like, means classical, uh, classical Arabic, and Amir means like slang, so like the street talk. Yeah. And also, just like with learning languages in general, whether it's Arabic or any other language, you have to make mistakes to learn. So, like, the idea of like, oh, he's going to think like, you know, I'm struggling, like, oh, he doesn't really know the language, but a lot of people actually appreciate you tr- making the effort, even if you are making mistakes. They're mm. willing to help, so mm. you have to just, you know, accept and move, like actually work with it. Yeah, and obviously, I don't know what level you're on or other people. Cause there might be some people who kind of can speak Arabic and they want to go in the second stage. And for some tips to kind of go on the second stage, it's maybe watching TV shows. You know, like watching maybe like there's some Arabic lectures and you kind of listen more to quicker Arabic, mm. like people walking on the street or even try journal in your language or vlog or turn on the camera and try to talk to yourself because then you can like try to reflect on your day and then you'll be like oh you know today was actually really interesting i got to see my friend and it's like how do i say interesting you know the food was really delicious and try to use change the words around because you can't just like every time someone asks you how are you, you say good it's like try to learn some mm. other descriptive words you know yeah. so try to I, I think journaling helped a lot when i could journal in another language that really helped and then each time you just keep learning new words, you know. You're not going to get better in one day, but mm. like it's, it's going to get better over time, yeah. It's a journey, yeah. Is there anything on you that you've heard or you know, some advice you gave? Because you did the Arabic course here. I haven't studied Arabic in Melbourne. Like you remember you, maybe yeah, some I advice. Was, that I, was, I was just studying more like vocabulary and stuff, but... Um, anything st- like stood out? Like that was actually a good advice someone gave or tip or... No, not really. I just say if you really want to do something, I guess just immerse yourself in the environment. Mm. That's true. And just expose yourself more than I guess you pick it up naturally without mm. trying, you know. Like you guys being in Jordan to learn Arabic or whatnot. 
you probably learnt much more compared to if you're in Australia and not using it as much. Yeah. Um, so I think watching the TV shows, that's good advice. Being around people that speak Arabic, yeah. try and force your conversations with that. Um, but yeah, try and immerse yourself mm. in that environment. And that's not just for Arabic. Any language you really want to know. Mm. Like you, I know you did Spanish, whatever, all that kind of stuff. You guys probably can speak about that a little bit. But it helps a little yeah. bit with any language. Yeah, Sign language, there's anything. A Everyone knows like Malcolm Gladwell made the 10,000 hour world famous to be an expert. But there's a podcast about 20 hours to learn anything. You know, and if you put 20 hours, like deliberate, like half an hour, 45 minutes a day for yeah. a month, you can actually probably surprise yourself. For but sure. like anything, it's like practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. So you have to train and learn languages in the right way to get the most benefit. And sometimes you might spend an hour a day be doing grammar. And it's a bit too intense at first. You know, when you're a baby, you don't learn grammar. You just learn random words. So that's yeah. kind of the best way to learn a language because then you kind of feel confident in your skill set. It's yeah. self-belief. 100%. And the best way to do that is just doing, you know, more vocab mm. words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. It's a marathon too as well. It's a long yeah. journey. It's not something you're going to pick up overnight, like you guys said. Mm. So you've got to be in it for the long run, like Shall a Kenyan. Were there any other... No, I think that's uh, about it. So if you guys do have any other questions or you do want us to answer it, you know, we're going to try our best now to answer it. You know, we're going to do our, I just said it twice. We're going to do <laughs> our best to answer your questions, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're family, keep dropping topics you guys want us to talk about. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get guests. So Hal missed out today. He's a bit sick, but inshallah, he'll be back soon.